Whether you're determined to build your dream business, to become a better communicator, to create the leverage in your life, to connect with yourself, to become more purposeful, to master your schedule, to quit your job, to travel to Europe, no matter what the goal is that drives you, this is the show for you. This is a space where we can transparently talk about all the things you're determined to accomplish or improve in your life and bring you the tactical tips and strategies to help get you to that next level. My name is Jamie Milam and I am a multi-passionate entrepreneur and like you, I dream big. I rebuilt my life out of a single Rubbermaid storage tote when I became a mother and today I am living my life by designing it in alignment with my goals. Recently divorced and back to being a single mom and simultaneously running multiple businesses, I know that I can figure anything out when I am determined. With the right resources, determination, and motivation, I believe you can make your dreams and goals a reality. This is Determined AF. Hello, friends. You know, I had this on my heart just calling to me today to bring this topic to you because it shows up in my own life so much. Whether it's other entrepreneurs asking how to really master their schedule or that it just shows up in my life as a necessity. I mean, just this morning, you know, I have a routine when I get up, I have some exercise that I do, meditation, journaling, so on and so forth, before I actually go back upstairs and take a shower and get ready for my day. However, it's usually that time frame of taking a shower and getting ready for my day that my ADHD brain just starts going off on this massive tangent of 10,000 different things that I think of as an idea or tasks that I need to manage. And if I hadn't learned how to organize those thoughts, whether it's with a notes on my phone or through journaling, just different things and then prioritizing them and getting them on my calendar so I can get them out of my head. If I hadn't learned that organization, then so many of those things would have just remained jumbled in my brain and probably never seen the light of day. So, you know, it's it's definitely one of the things that I've learned not only as an entrepreneur, but also as a mom and as a friend that my calendar is one of my number one tools. I've told so many people so many times, if it's not on my calendar, it doesn't exist. I've had friends that look at me like I'm a bizarro if we book something and they and I say, hey, can you send me a calendar drop for that? But it's so true. I mean, one time a girlfriend texts me on a Saturday morning and said, hey, I'm leaving the neighborhood around 1030. Want me to pick you up on the way? And I text her back with a response of like three question marks. Like, what? I was like really confused and her reply was uh, for the comedy show that we have tickets for this afternoon and I immediately checked my calendar and it wasn't in there <laughs> and because I didn't have it in there, I had scheduled some home showings with clients for that day and I was like, oh my gosh, I am so sorry, friend. Uh, so I mean, thankfully I was able to give her the ticket and she was able to get somebody to go with her, but I felt awful. And I mean, another example, last year I bought tickets for the Elton John last tour concert, like the day that they were released because why not? Right. It's Elton John. A few months down the road, my friend asks me like, Hey, when, when is that concert for Elton John that you're going to go to? And I kind of like panicked, you know, I was like, Oh, oh my goodness. Like I forgot all about that. So I did a quick Google search 
and saw that the September dates had just passed a couple weeks prior and I looked in my calendar and sure enough they weren't it wasn't in my calendar a couple days or a couple weeks before I was like livid with myself because they were not cheap tickets and a couple of weeks later I'm driving down this road I'm passing nearby the venue where the concert was and I saw this billboard that mentioned the show for September of next year uh but my first thought was like wait a second like that's false advertisement like how can you claim last tour a second time and then that's when I noticed that it was the dates for next year <laughs> so I finally you know kicked in with my common sense checked my emails and sure enough the tickets that I bought were for the following year thank goodness so at least I didn't miss that one, but it is definitely on my calendar. As a matter of fact, I think that concert's in like 11 days from today. But um, regardless, it's just a matter of showing you like even for the things that you want to do for joy and for fun, they've got to get it, on, they've got to make it on your schedule. I mean, when you're busy with work, home, you know, kids' schedules, you know, just life, you know, have, have a desire for a social life, it can get hectic to keep it all in your head. So you have to put it out there somewhere and organize it. And why not a calendar, right? I mean, it's a tool that we all have. You know, specifically as a business owner, I think that when there's so many roles and tasks required of you, there's no other way to keep yourself organized so that you don't forget those important tasks you know, dates, appointments, and so on, not only for yourself, but for some of your team members. And then adding in like your kid's schedule for, you know, their sports practices, their games, you know, maybe parent-teacher conferences, maybe your volunteer commitments, wine dates with your friends, book clubs. Oh, and I don't know, maybe there should be room left over for date nights, right? But it piles on so quickly, you know what I mean? So I, I just also want to add that the other piece is I think that it's extremely important that when you are planning out your business plan for the following year, that you actually put vacation time on your schedule. I mean, one of the things that I do when I'm goal setting for the following year, which I usually do in October, um, I sketch out my entire year's worth of vacation time. You know, I split time, I split weekends with my ex. And so if my son is going to be there for a long holiday weekend, like Labor Day or Memorial Day or, you know, just different weekends, how then I can take those and plan small little things for myself. That way I can also plan the bigger vacations that I want to take my son on. I think that it's imperative that you do this in advance so you can be intentional and actually living life for those moments and then be prepared to work around them. So if you're not being able to prepare as to when you're going to take that time off, then that's when you just don't end up doing it. But when you've already sketched it out and you've kind of gotten excited about what vacation you're going to go on, you're going to find a way to make that happen. And then you're going to find a way to squeeze in that work beforehand, set expectations with people. You know, in my business, we set up closing dates so I can actually request closing dates or put in closing dates and offers if it works for my clients to you know, coincide with the times that I'm definitely going to be here. So, you know, planning that out and seeing it in advance is extremely helpful. Additionally, 
I used to find myself getting frustrated at times when I felt like I wasn't leaving any room for flexibility or spontaneous activities. You know, I started doing some reflection and finally realized that life wasn't about doing the maximum amount of things that I could do in a single day. I mean, in fact, that white space that I now leave for myself is done in such an intentional manner that I look at it with gratitude. And so when I see that on my calendar, I thank myself for taking care of me too. You know, in a culture that wants us to go, 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 we can be quick to be hard on ourselves for not achieving every hour of our day. However, I also know that it could lean, lead to burnout. You know, you can't show up 100% for your tasks, your responsibilities, your people, or yourself if you are running on empty. And so I say these things because I thought I would share with you guys today some of the top things that I've learned over the years, how to best manage your schedule so that you can create more of a balance and a life by design. I mean, by no means am I saying that I'm the master of this 100% of the time. And I don't think that you should expect to be either because it's about creating the intention and setting the intention to follow it the best that you can. If that's 70 to 80% of the time, then that's a win, you guys. It takes regular practice and even like some redirection at times. So I at least wanted to compile some of these top tactical tips and some of these strategies that I use that I've learned over time and kind of put them in a single place here for you. Hopefully one of these, if not multiple of them, will work out well for you. So let's kind of go through them, right? I would definitely say that the starting point is you have to set time aside to schedule out your week in advance. You know, setting the intention for your week and your schedule, that is going to allow you to put your top priorities first. And when you do this, you're actually creating the best version of yourself for that week. So if you run a household, have a partner or multiple moving parts, it's best to have a space to sketch it all out so that you can be realistic about the schedule. You know, notice the days which you anticipate could be using up your most energy and schedule your tasks accordingly. You know, don't overbook yourself. Share your schedule with those in your household, right? To ensure that you haven't missed anything important that's on their schedule and so that you know what they're expecting from you and vice versa. You know, again, I kind of want to reiterate here that flexibility is a necessity. You know, your schedule is your roadmap. You know, depending on your personality, you may need to have your top three things that you're committed to achieving that day and rough schedule the times that you're going to set aside for it. Let me give you an example. So let's say one of your top three priorities for the day is taking a 30-minute walk and you intended to do so at 1245, but you found yourself in a super like creative or productive mode and that carried over until one o'clock and you haven't eaten lunch yet and now it's 1.30, but you intended to take that 30 minute walk at 12.45 and if you felt like, oh shoot, I missed my time block for that, you could start to feel shame, self-judgment or a sense of failure and, and that's not the point of your schedule, right? So pay attention to how you best operate within your ideal schedules. It may be better knowing that you intend to take a 30-minute walk. And now if you say, you know what, I just 
intended to take a 30 minute walk at 1245, but I didn't make that happen. And I can still do that now at 145. You'll still feel accomplished and that feeling of failure won't carry over into your next task. And you won't find yourself at the end of the day saying, yeah, uh, I didn't have a great day or I didn't get all of my stuff done or I've been behind all day. You know, a reminder that ourselves are eavesdropping on our thoughts and you're creating your own reality with those thoughts. So let's set ourselves up for success. You know, just give yourself a rough idea and allow for flexibility. This is a reason why that flexibility in white space is a nice thing, right? And it might take you a few weeks to get a good gauge on what style works best for you. But it's going to start with self-awareness and willingness to kind of track that and reflect on it, okay? Uh, let's say the next one, we're going to talk about protecting your time block. So you've built out your top priorities. You time blocked them on your calendar for the week or the month, however you best operate. And now you need to protect that time block. Like I'm going to tell you right now, you should protect that time for your tasks and your goals like you would a scheduled meeting with your CEO or your doctor or Brene Brown or I don't know, Ryan Reynolds. Like if you had a meeting with Ryan Reynolds, are you going to skip it? I don't think so. <laughs> you know, whatever those top priorities are, those are the things that you're going to protect, right? Because again, you've created your schedule to reflect your vision for the best version of yourself, of your personal life, and your business life. You know, we do need to remain flexible enough for when life happens. However, we should be challenging any conflicting opportunities to determine if they're really a priority or if they could be scheduled at a later time. You know, when a distraction comes up in the week that could take you away from your intended schedule, it's helpful to remind yourself that you created that schedule in order to best serve your goals and your balanced life. You know, a, a coach once shared with me that the best way for her to turn away an invitation that, you know, she'd love to support and now I've taken this in as well because we do want to support things. You know, people invite you to things that you want to do out of joy or out of support, but you know that it shouldn't take priority over these other commitments that you've already intended for your schedule. But, you know, hey, those are your intentions Maybe it's not a meeting with somebody else. It's a meeting with yourself to get something done. And you may be quick to reschedule that because you're not held accountable, right? But we need to challenge to see, is that going to take us forward? But the thing that is uh, that I had learned to say was, my heart says yes, my calendar says no. It, it truly resonated with me in a way that allowed me to authentically communicate that I truly want to. I want to. And, and thank you so much for the invitation. And also, please keep me in mind for future opportunities. You know, it allows me to stick to my intention for the day or for the week and letting them know, like, I really would love to say yes, but my calendar is telling me I, I can't today or not this week. Um, but thank you so much for thinking of me and for the invitation and please keep me in mind, right? It's something really simple, but it's also something that you might say to yourself if you are a person who likes to chase the shiny objects. Come on now. I know there's several of you entrepreneurs out there that know exactly what I'm talking about. How can we squeeze in this one more thing? How can we do that? And listen, 
I'm your girlfriend who's listening to, you know, reading three different books at any given time. (laughs) So I am definitely one who packs my calendar, but I've had to say it to myself too. You know, my heart says yes, but my calendar says no, right? Uh, Let's see. My third tip, uh, leave white space. Oh, yes, yes. I I know I had already kind of touched on this, but I think it's so important. So let me expand on it, right? One of the common things that I've found myself and others to be guilty of is that when we hear time block, we think that we have to time block out our entire day. I mean like the whole thing. Hey, don't get me wrong. I have been guilty of this, hence why I'm telling you that this is a tip as to not to do it. (laughs) I mean, I have been so guilty of even putting in a block of, you know, a 10-minute walk, (laughs) Um, you know, 30 minute lunch, uh, 20 minute drive time, you know, just so I can see the whole thing. And what happens is your brain immediately sees all of this stuff and you, you kind of walk into the day a little overwhelmed, which is like the opposite, you know, point here. Um, we've, we've got to leave room in between tasks and, and that's what I'm calling white space, right? This white space, you can't necessarily go from this one Zoom call to immediately getting off and now you're going to switch gears and you're going to start creating this. Maybe you're writing up your newsletter or you're going to start making calls out for prospecting or whatever that might be. You're not looking to do that back to back. You know, you, you need white space in between for transitioning to another task, you know, for meetings or appointments that run over or for just general like reset breaks. I mean, otherwise, like when are you going to get up and go to the bathroom? You know, when are you going to eat? You know, you certainly don't want to keep coming back to your next task feeling like you're already behind because it will have an effect on your mindset and ultimately your productivity. You know, I mean, don't get me wrong. I understand that there's going to be days where you very well may have back-to-back meetings that you can't prevent. But be mindful that when scheduling out those meetings, you know, maybe you set your Calendly tool up for not allowing meetings to be scheduled with, a, you know, have a 15-minute buffer in between, have a 30-minute buffer in between. Or when you are looking at your calendar and you see that you have, you know, a full day of back-to-back meetings, This isn't the day that we add other things that will drain our energy onto that day's calendar. So be mindful of that when you're scheduling out the days around it. You know, sometimes white space may also mean intentionally not scheduling anything a few nights a week because then it does leave you room for that spontaneous and that flexibility that I was talking about a little bit ago. You know, for those, the room for that spontaneous invitation that a friend asks you to come to whether it's wine night or you know something that you want to support a charity event you know whatever it might be or maybe it's just a good old self-care evening of you know relaxation it's your show or it's a bath and a glass of wine whatever that looks like I encourage you to look ahead at the week and intentionally keep white space on the calendar okay moving on this is a tip from atomic habits from james clear so if you haven't read that book and you're really looking to figure out how to add in great habits atomic habits is one of them and so this is a 
trick that he talks about that I think is just a phenomenal idea. It's called batching, right? So when it comes to efficient productivity, some people call it batching and some people call it theming. And, and what that means is you purposely plan a time block for several tasks of the same category. And I even, I found that I started to color code my schedule so that I could quickly and visually identify what type of task is upcoming. Uh, again, some of the things that are going to keep me in creative mode. What are some of the things that might drain my energy so that I don't schedule creative mode after that? Um, because if I can see what's upcoming, then it helps me get in the right mindset and set my expectations, right? So an example, like if you wear many hats in your role, you might choose for one day or one afternoon to be strictly, you know, content creation and then schedule it in batches for your platforms to post ideally because, you know, I love automation and leverage. But by doing this, you keep your focus in that one creative space for an extended period of time and get into your flow. Like you might call that even your themed day, right? So your themed day, if we're going to keep on with this example of content creation, when you have to switch back and forth between tasks, it's going to take up more energy space. So rather than creating your social media posts um, every morning for the day, you know, that's going to take you time to get into that creative role and then you know, then switch to the next task versus once you kind of get into that creative space, you're going to find that momentum. So why not go ahead and create them all for the week and then and batch them out to be posted and schedule them, right? Um, you know, in, in my line of real estate in that business, I like to have a few afternoons set aside specifically available for listing appointments or networking meetings. So I have a a placeholder on my schedule for a listing appointment and in the event that a listing appointment doesn't get booked there then I know that I can go and do some sort of networking meeting and this way I'm not switching back and forth between different mindsets that require my energy to show up in different ways. You know, I think that as an entrepreneur this is also beneficial for your administrative days Maybe you set aside Friday afternoons to get caught up on, you know, paperwork, accounting work, you know, creating next week's schedule, uh, reviewing accountability measures for any of your team members or employees, you know, things like that. Because by working themed days or batching into your schedule, you're going to preserve energy by not switching tasks as many times throughout the day, which ultimately is going to make you more productive and less prone to burnout. So let me give you a bonus tip on this, actually. Um, I would schedule your most mentally challenging tasks for whatever time of day you have your most energy and create a distraction-free space during that time. I'm going to share some tips that you can use even for like your devices, but a little bit later, but... Um, to give you an example, you might just need to be turning off notifications on your phone or maybe leave it in another room. You know, maybe it's exiting that email tab so you're not even tempted. Whatever it may be, plan your most income producing tasks or most mentally challenging tasks in the time block where you are at your peak energy in the day. Okay, does that make sense, guys? So 
batching, batching, I think. And then James Clear also talks about another one called habit stacking. You could totally check that one out too. Um, but moving on, erase and replace. Oh, I love that I learned this in real estate. Um, thank goodness for this system, you know, because this is where that self-forgiveness comes into play, right? Because things come up. This is why I mentioned to you previously that if you follow your time block 70 to 80% of the time, then man, I'm going to count that as as a success, right? Like too often we forget that and and expect ourselves to hit it 100% of the time. And then when we don't complete it all, we feel a sense of failure instead of looking at all the things that we, you know, knocked out of the park for the day. You know, so if you need a good way to track and measure that habit, a little trick that I use is I go back into my calendar for the day and I add this little check mark and I don't know um, what it is for a regular desktop but on Mac I just have to put an option V and it creates this little check mark and I put that at the very front of whatever the title was for my calendar um, because then I can kind of go back and reflect on the day or the week and can visually see my wins. So if you're somebody who needs to see it visually and you're working on tracking, hey, how many of my tasks, you know, what percentage am I getting done each day so that you can create that habit? That's a great little tip in how to do that, you know, but if something truly comes up and has to take the place of another set task, Replace it into your schedule later in the week. So whatever was the initial intention, you're going to take that and you're going to reschedule it into your calendar later in the week. Another reason why we leave white space, right? So we are erasing it and we are replacing it. Because remember, you created your schedule to be the best version of yourself. So you want to be sure to replace that missed task somewhere else on your schedule in order to remain on track for your goals. So we're going to one, be forgiving of ourselves that things come up and we're going to make sure that we reschedule it at a later time. That way we don't forget it as the other hundred and million things come, you know, being thrown at us, right? Okay. I'm going to share this strategy with you that I say probably at least a dozen times a week. <laughs> so this is my one of my favorite go-to mottos and phrases. Setting expectations reduces frustrations. Let me tell you what I mean by this when it comes to mastering your schedule. You know, as a self-employed entrepreneur, not all of my time blocks include actual meetings with other people, right? But they are still appointments with myself for my business. If I don't get them done, then things get missed and my business or my clients could suffer. It, it can be really easy to want to check in on my email during those time blocks or to take that call whenever it comes in especially if it's a client, right? I want to serve them. That's my job. I want to make sure that they're happy that there's not some issue that came up. However, those can be the quickest ways to derail the rest of that time block or even the rest of my morning or afternoon, right? When clients call during a time that is set for a focused task, 
It is okay to wait and call them back, you guys. It's rarely an emergency. And if it is, they'll let you know. (laughs) I think we all know that, right? They'll call multiple times or they'll send that quick text message. And sure, we have one-off clients where everything is an emergency and even more of a reason why you have to you know, work on identifying that with them and set expectations with them. Because if you are one who must communicate with others so that they don't feel like they're being ignored, then use the quick response button on your phone when that incoming call occurs, right? You can actually... Um, set that up in, at least again, I'm an iPhone user, you can create your own quick responses. You know, so that for me, I have it on there when a call comes in where I can automatically say, hey, I'm on the other line, I'll call you back shortly. Or, hey, I'm in an appointment, I will call you back shortly, right? It's perfectly okay to not be immediately available all of the time. Think about it. I mean, can you always get in touch with your CPA or the doc, your doctor like the moment that you want to? No. I mean, and if so, then maybe we should be changing, exchanging contacts, right? But as an, as an entrepreneur, it is ingrained in you. Your desire to answer right away is partly due to this, you know, drive around this is where my income is coming from, which quite frankly, you guys, is a scarcity and a fear mindset. Your fear is that they're going to go somewhere else. But if you just set the expectation with them, you know, if you say I'm in an appointment and I will return your call shortly, or you might try I will return your call after this meeting is over close to 1130, you know, if you want to get more detailed with them. These are not lies. You know, again, you have set an appointment with yourself because you created the best version already when you set that intention with your schedule and you left white space for those things, for those callbacks, right? And when you return that call, if they are requesting something of you and you know that you have another priority time block coming up, then set the expectation with them as to when you will get it to them. You know, that might sound like, absolutely, I'm going to get that over to you by four o'clock today. Will that work for you? You know, people, people just want to be heard. They need communication in life. You know, you guys, side, sidebar here, this is also a life hack for your personal relationships at home, which is why I mentioned it at the start for planning out your week. You know, sharing your schedules with each other so that they know what to expect from your week and what you can expect from theirs And then that way you can work together to support one another and prioritize time for each other, right? So again, setting expectations reduces frustrations, right? Okay, let's talk about quick breaks for resets, right? So I feel like taking quick 10-minute breaks away from your computer or after long tasks is really, really important, um, but specifically to doing something that is not work-related, just so that you can break up that time, right? Uh, Again, another reason for the white space, because I have found that physical movement is what allows me to kind of get back in the zone for my next task, which quite honestly, I found it to be more challenging when I was in a communal office space than I do now that I'm working more from home. But if you are in the workplace though, I challenge you to not allow that break to be an extension of 
you know, shop talk, work talk. Um, you, you need a separation from it mentally so that you can actually reset. So if you're going to be speaking with colleagues, you know, just be mindful and self-disciplined to the time and don't linger too long or you're going to end up distracting yourself and it's not going to serve the purpose, right? But if you've been in front of the computer for far too long or you've been working on a really mentally dask, mentally daunting task and you just kind of like need to, whew, I got to like take a, a step back, zoom out for a second and prepare myself to transition to this next task, then taking a quick 10 minute break away from your desk and your computer is going to be extremely helpful. You know, at home, I can use my 10 minutes to throw in a load of laundry or wash up some of the dishes in the sink. And these tasks actually end up giving me more time back in my evening as well because now they're already done. And, and now I also pay attention to what my body needs because sometimes that's not doing another productive thing like the laundry or dishes. Sometimes it's a quick walk. It's meditation. It's a drink of water or reading a chapter of my book on my back porch so that I can actually get some fresh air and drink some water. Sometimes it's just a quick snack on the back porch outside. You know, so it's paying attention to what you need. But again, you're not taking a quick break from your computer or this long task to then go check your emails. That Your emails is not your 10-minute break. Your email checking is a completely different time block and another task, right? But you have to have ways to kind of reset yourself, you know, not just between long tasks, but also as the moments, you know, if something comes up that's extremely frustrating or overwhelming, you need to have ways that you can go reset. And I think it's okay to totally take a break if it's something that it's, uh, you know, you don't have a time commitment with another person. Again, erase and replace. So a lot of these things you'll see just kind of interweave with one another because it's all about how can we build habits around mastering our schedule. So if mastering our schedule is the system that we're trying to, you know, really hone in on, there's several habits that can play well together that are interconnected that are going to get you there. Um, I also want to just mention really quick a few like hacks on my phone that I have used that have just been game changers. Um, now, again, I'm going to mention that I have an iPhone. I am not an Android or Samsung user. It's like foreign language to me. However, I am confident that these are things that I'm sure there's a version of on those phones. But so these are very specific for iPhone. But again, I'm sure there's a version on your phone if you don't have an iPhone. But um, Apple recently came out with this additional uh, do not disturb. Like we always have the silence mode, but now we have these additional modes for that. And there's this work mode. Uh, what's really cool about this work mode on the do not disturb option is when you initially set it up, it will ask you if there are apps that you want to always allow to come through. Do you always want calls to come through? Do you want you know messages to always come through? Or do you only want specific contacts be able to get through to you, right? So for me, oftentimes I need to be able to really focus in on work mode when I'm doing call time 
you know, as a real estate agent, if I'm reaching out to clients, if I'm doing any, you know, lead generating, I need that. But at the same time, because I am making calls, if they call me back, I need to know that. So I allow my calls to come through. But the only person that I allow to get through to my text messages is my son, right? Now, that doesn't mean that those messages aren't still coming in. They are. They're just kind of like a ghost on your phone. And what I mean by that is if I were to unlock my phone and look at my phone, I have none of those little number notifications showing me how many messages I have, how many missed calls I have, how many emails are sitting in there. Because psychologically, just seeing those numbers, you're going to want to click on it. Oh shoot, who texted me? Oh shoot, who called? Did they leave the voicemail? Right, like it, it just removes that option for you to not even have to think about it, right? Now I've gotten into the habit where even though I allow the calls to come through, if they are not a call that is returning my call or somebody that was already on my list, then I, I stick with that other option of, you know, I am in an appointment, I will return your call shortly. Like I just set those expectations. Another um, really neat feature on the iPhone is they have in your settings, it's called set, like I think it's called set time limits for your apps. So if you go to screen time uh, in your settings, it's called app limits and you can go in and you can set time limits for specific apps. I'm going to tell you right now, you guys, this is great for scrolling apps like social media, YouTube, shopping apps, dare I say, even your email. So you can put a time limitation that says, all right, I want to be notified. And it does. It notifies you five minutes before your time limit. I only want to spend a maximum of 45 minutes a day on social media sites. And that will include like, you know, Facebook, Instagram, and you'll get this notification at the top of your screen like, hey, you have five minutes left and your daily limit for social media. Um, and same for any other app that you assign to it. And what's nice about that is it raises awareness to you as to how much time a day you are spending on these apps and was it actually productive, right? So, I mean, if your business is social media management for somebody, and you can't do all of that on desktop, I mean, makes sense that you wouldn't limit yourself to 45 minutes, right? But again, for the majority of us, you can get caught down that scrolling rabbit hole and it's taken away so much productivity. Now, I know that some of you are getting anxiety about the fact that you're limited to it and it says, hey, you only have five minutes left for this app. You can override it, you guys, but again, it's giving you the notification and gives you the option. So it's the same with my other tip. Again, it's in the screen time under settings and with Apple, it's called downtime. So you can schedule downtime. Basically what happens is you can customize the days or you can say it's every day, but from whatever time in the evening to whatever time in the morning, you can have the apps basically gray themselves out. And I love this feature because it gives me a barrier of access to apps like my email, Voxer, Google Voice, you know, after a certain hour, which allows me to turn off work mode. You can choose which apps will gray out at your selected time and you can choose which apps, you know, are not affected by downtime. 
And again, you guys, if you want to use that app and so for example, like I have mine shut down at 9 p.m. and they don't come back on until 7 a.m. Because, you know, 9 p.m. I I need to be away from my screen anyways before going to bed because it's going to allow me better sleep. And in the mornings, you know, getting up and doing my exercise and my meditation and my journaling, that's me time and I don't need to be on my phone, right? But again, if you want to use your app, let's say that there is you know, an emergency email that you need to check after nine o'clock or that you need to send and you're only near your phone. If you want to use that app, you can, but Apple gives you the option to remind you in one minute after it's allowed it, uh, it, you can say, you can allow it for another 15 minutes or you have the option to say ignore for today, right? And I still love that it gives these options because you're having to consciously make the decision to get on the app, which is, again, bringing awareness to the forefront that you are overruling your own desired balance. (laughs) Um, I mean, if you know anything about me, I love self-awareness, reflection. I think awareness is really at the forefront of anything and everything that we do in life and business. We need to be aware And so whenever we bring in these little barriers to access, we are raising awareness. So, you know, I I feel like mastering your schedule is one of the things that doesn't have to be like an OCD thing. It doesn't have to be something to the utmost extreme where every minute of your day is blocked out. But there are things that you can do to structure your calendar in a way that's going to give you that life of balance that you really desire and quite frankly, you guys, that you deserve, right? Our lives are not meant to just spend working. Our lives are meant to enjoy, to also play, to also breathe, to not be in a state of overwhelm and just go, 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 unless your go, go, go is doing the things that you love, right? So I hope that this, you know, was able to bring to light, you know, some of these tips that I've learned and they be as productive and life-changing for you as they have been for me because I have been practicing some of these over the years and they have really helped me become more organized and more productive, both of which really support consistency in my business along with giving me room for a personal life. And at the end of the day, isn't that exactly what we all want? So I trust that these tips, whether you pick one, two, three, you do not need to do them all if you are not doing any of these, but pick one. Start building your habits, start creating the system for mastering your schedule. Because I'm gonna say it again, by practicing these, They have helped me become more organized and productive, both of which support consistency in my business and give me room for a personal life. I mean, I don't know who doesn't want that. So pick one, go have at it, share with all your friends, okay? I'm looking forward to hearing about your success and which one you chose.